Hey, I was privileged today to uh, talk to Mike Aguilero, and uh, we had a great conversation. And uh, a little bit about Mike, he's on a mission to transform humanity. You know, he started his uh, professional career at 15 years of age. Um, he was a struggling electrician who went on to grow uh, two eight-figure businesses sold within five years of each other. Today, Mike runs two companies, a personal peak performance company and a business investment firm. From these two companies, he will impact a million people or more in 100 countries or more in 10 years or less. Mike's an engaging speaker who has spoken all over the world, earning thousands of dollars to speak. He captivates small and large audiences at, of every age and profession, including blue-collar contractors, dentists, doctors, automotive professionals, financial professionals, IT professionals, and even more than 4,000 high school students at a national conference. Today, Mike runs Food Dog Group, and has written many books, but most recent, he wrote a book called Mind Power, 17 Secrets of Using Your Thoughts to Powerfully Accelerate Your Life. Let's jump right in here. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get started here. Uh, we've got uh, privilege to have Mike Agigliaro here with us today. And Mike owns a few companies. He owns the Food Dog Group, and he also owns Business Forge, which he'll probably talk a little bit about both as we uh, do our podcast today. Uh, but Mike, you've been—I know you've been in the business. You've been in the heating and air and plumbing business, and uh, you've purchased a few. You've sold a few. Uh, so you've definitely been in the industry quite a while, which we'll talk about. But I, uh, we were on a Facebook the other day, several weeks ago, and something came up about a subject about jealousy and envy. And I uh, mentioned something, and and uh, that's kind of how we started talking. But you know, jealous and envy has been around since Adam and Eve. I mean, that's what happened in the garden. Cain and Abel. We're jealous of each other, the first two kids from Adam and Eve. And uh, as business owners, it's really easy to get our eyes off what we do every day and start looking at other companies, which I advise not to. Um, but what is your uh, what is your opinion on that? What does it do for uh, the business owner, the company, and everything like that when we start doing that? Yeah, well, I used to tell people the most dangerous thing is um... – is Facebook because it created this comparison effect. And the comparison effect is when you think someone else has something that you should have. And I, I think it's, um, you know, if people don't know how to control it, what they do is they have this, uh, they live within this fantasy of seeing people, right? You see people, it's interesting uh, Greg, I, I, if I do a post on social media with a Lamborghini, I get 900 post uh, messages back. If I do a post about something about, you know, a life by design or compelling your life to go to the next level or connecting deep in your relationship, I get two or three. And I think people have this uh, kind of fascination to what they don't have um, because they, they, 
they're they're stuck in this wanting to um, have this emotional immediate gratification, right? It's probably like we all have a buddy bought a boat, real excited, tells everybody about the boat. He's buying the boat. He has the boat. Six months later, no one cares. No one even knows about the boat no more. It sits. It's grown weeds. Yep. He don't clean it no more, and his wife can't wait to get it out of the out of the backyard. Right. And and scaling companies, if we go into it. You deal with this. Uh, you deal with this a lot with people looking at you, and right away they want to say, you know, if you're a big company, you must be a thief. That's what I dealt with all the time. Right, and it's and I don't know why. I really don't understand that, but um, it's human nature a lot of times because uh, when you're achieving and you're making things happen, I often say you're a moving target, and uh, you've you've but. The best way to keep from being shot is to keep moving upward. <laughs> um, so, you know, what harm, what harm does uh, jealousy and envy cause for the business owner? Yeah, well, people become very, um, you know, first off, they become uh, this whole jealousy and and goes into this world of judgmental, right? And, and, and cast, casting judgments on what they think is true versus not true. And and when I scaled, I, I built a company called CEO Warrior. I built that company, um, which was to help the plumbers, HVAC electricians, pest control people. And I built it to show them a different way, a different way of thinking. Um, I don't know about you, Greg, but like if I can get people to just change their framing in their mind. I can easily teach them marketing, sales, and operations. Like that's just the, that's a basic functions of a company, but to get people to think different. So when I started working with, you know, smaller companies, um, now they've scaled, so many of them scaled. I mean, 50, over 50 companies that I worked with before I exited the company sold in the last 30 months and became, and 90% of them became decamillionaires. I used to tell people, tell me how you, how do you act when you're in the office? And what they do is they, they, and this goes to the point of jealousy. They say, oh, so-and-so around the corner, they got 50 trucks. And the reason they do that is because they charge too much and they, they pressure salespeople. And, but it wasn't true. I'm not saying it's not true for any company, but it wasn't true. They just needed to, um, what is it? They were casting these stones, right? And I said, well, what about this? What about if we shift our framing just a little bit and instead of looking at them that they're they're bad and they're doing things wrong, why don't we ask them what they're doing? So, and that's, you know, a lot of people I think, Greg, they followed me because when I started teaching people, you know, my when I first started, my company was probably doing 24 million. And then I sold that company in 2017, we were doing 32 million and they became believers because they got to come in the infrastructure of my company. I used to say, tell me when I first meet people, they come to visit, tell me what you think, how our company runs. And they would give me all that. Oh, you probably charge a lot or too much. And I say, well, what is too much? And I would just ask questions for about an hour. And I say, would you like to really see and they get curious and go, yeah. And I go, let me open up the kimono and show you. And then when they would leave, they would have a whole different perception about companies and people. Agreed. 
And I don't understand um, what a lot of the guy the a lot of the guys that complain about someone else being higher priced, whatever that is. Um, don't they understand that they can make more money if maybe they raise theirs a little bit? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think people, you know, look, when I started my my service company, I started as an I was an electrician by trade um, because when I was 15, you know, they, there's like a conveyor belt, college, college. You, Mike, you're probably an electrician or plumber, right? Worked out pretty good for me to be an electrician over time. When I quit my boss and decided to do my own business, Greg, um, I figured my boss was an idiot. I ended up doing my own company to figure out I was an idiot just like my boss. I didn't know any better. All I knew was he charged 400 for this. Well, I'll charge 400 or 350. So I don't even think people even know how to do pricing a lot of, you know, and the world's got more educated, but yeah. again, it goes back to these opinions, these judgments and customers do it today. People do it all over the world. Um, you know, I would hear sometimes my siblings say, oh, they're ripping people off charging that for a car. And I'm like, did you ever stop a minute and imagine how many components, how many people, how, how many things they have to go through to produce a car but you think it's expensive because of your life framing. You don't even put into the, the concept of everything that goes into it. And I think anybody that listening to this, if you don't know pricing or understand stuff that me and Greg are, are talking about here, like, you know, today information's abundant. Greg, my dad, and, and maybe you're from similar generation. When I was in school, the way you got information was either from a person, a library, or my dad's prized encyclopedia set on the shelf that when company would come over, my dad would say, you know, Italian family, come, let's go in the family room. And he'd go, oh, it looks like you're looking at my encyclopedia set. And then he had to tell you how we beat up the door salesman and get a discount. And then, you know, next thing they're all comparing encyclopedias. Today, is there really an excuse? I mean, you could hit a button, blink your eyes, and it it tells you how many things to do. Now, I'm not saying people, you know, this this artificial intelligence stuff, I think is smart. I think it's good. I think human intelligence is way more powerful today. Absolutely. Boy, speaking of libraries, I was at a library for the first time last week. And have you been in a library lately? I mean, they have conference rooms, they have that wow. you can that you can lease, they have training rooms, they have all this stuff. It's not your old library um, anymore. But I mean, and and you're right. I mean, we have we have access to our uh our computers that we carry that just happens to be a phone, um, that we we can look up anything at any time. Um so what would you uh what what do we tell the company that the uh, the business owner who's been doing you know somewhere between 2 and 4 million and he, and he's capped out and he's burnt out and he's not charging enough what kind of advice do you give him to um you know he's tried googling things he doesn't understand it he's good at what he does but he doesn't understand a lot of the business side what kind of advice do you give that guy Well I'm gonna, the first thing everybody should write down that's listening to this, to, to scale anything, you have to scale yourself. 
And I think people don't spend enough time investing in improving themselves. They they carry these belief systems that they've been programmed with. Um, like my dad, you know, he he told me when I was a kid, he programmed me with money doesn't grow on trees. And after I was doing about 20 million in business and just anybody listening, I went from uh, under a million to 32 million in less than 10 years. So I had 165 service trucks on the road all over New Jersey. You know, we we did 40,000 customers a month. So we did a fair amount of customers, 200 employees, double digit profit. And, and that was uh, what year? About, what's that? What year? Uh, that was 2017. And I sold it in 2017, which feels like yesterday to me. Uh, I sold it for a sign my name and walk away deal at one of the highest multiples, not compared to what's happened through this last roll up, but one of the highest multiples. I was like the cat's meow, you know, and my dad, I went to him and I said, dad, you were right about one thing and wrong about another. And of course, my dad's a big Italian guy. He wants to know what he did wrong. Right. I said, first, you told me money doesn't grow on trees. I said, but if I had lemon trees and apple trees. I could pick that and sell it for money. And he said something to me that changed my life forever. He said, you know what, son? I only told you what my dad told me and, and his dad told him. And I started to question myself, how many people struggling in business and the world today for whatever they want to do because they keep following beliefs that might have some value but may not have what you need today. So then, of course, Greg, you're probably wondering, my dad's like, oh, well, at least what did I tell you that that was true? I said, well, you told me you didn't own the utility company, shut the damn lights off. And I said, you were right. You still don't own you still don't own the utility company. And then I became just like my dad, my kids, my whole life telling them, shut the lights off. Right. Yeah. I don't own the utility company. So I think that's part about business owners today is to sit there and say, hang on, maybe I don't know the next one. Uh, I'd say probably number three here is I am such a believer in coaching, not because we do forms of coaching. Right. I've had seven coaches is the most I had at one time. I had spiritual coach, relationship coach, marketing coach, business scaling coach. I had seven. I am a big believer that you're investing in solving your most immediate problem. And you probably heard this phrase. Everybody heard it like success leaves clues. But like, who has time to be like, when my daughter was little, she used to watch Dora the Explorer for anybody that knows that. Like, yeah. who has time in life, uh, uh, Greg, to go run around and play Dora the Explorer and look for a clue? I want someone to give me the clue right now and say, look, here's what I want you to consider. If you do this and this, you're probably going to get that. And we've proved that over time. So those three, those couple things there can change everything for everyone. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I'm a business coach. I've been coaching for about 16 years. You're a business coach. We're in different markets, but we probably serve a lot of the same people. You're on my show today because I believe in coaching and I believe we can all help others and change the whole industry. And, and raise the bar. That's what it's all about. It's not it's not about um, uh, competing in a way that people think others compete. Why would I have a business coach on my show? Because I'm about the industry and raising the bar in the industry. And so are you. Yeah. And, you know, 
when I was growing, uh, I was growing my service company. We were 20 something million. And, and I decided, I went to my business partner, Rob Zadati at the time. And I said, we gotta, we gotta change this industry. I said, cause every time I get around my friends, I'm excited about, I just bought five or 10 more trucks and they're, they're, they're dying. They don't know how to hire people. And, and most people don't know, like I stepped into building that and I don't do that. I sold CEO warrior in 2020. I stepped into coaching the service industry because I wanted to change the industry. Cause I, I couldn't stand the suffering that was happening in people and I believe I made a dent in it, but somebody said to me, like, because I started teaching seven companies in New Jersey where I ran my own company. And people are like, what? You're training the people in your backyard. I said, absolutely. First off, everybody deserves a chance to have a better life for themselves and family. Number two, I the more I give them, the, the more they grow, the more it makes me keep moving forward. So- absolutely. I, I loved it. And, and I agree with you if people, and I am a believer in, in this, um, and it could be from doing martial arts 38 years, my thinking, I believe the only competition in the world is the competition between you and who you see in that reflection of the mirror today or tomorrow morning. So um, yeah, thank you for having me on because, you know, hopefully one person hears one message and decides to make a change and 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 I hope they make a change for like what really matters today. Look, money's important, business is important, but I'm with my beautiful wife Jennifer since I'm 15. It's 38 years. If you told me big business versus incredible relationship, I'll take a relationship every day of the week or health, you know, or big company. I watched this and and Greg, this was when I first started coaching and we coached um you know, when I sold in 2020, we were coaching over a thousand companies. We had over 20,000 people following us. And one thing I told everybody in our world, like, I don't want to have you rich and dead. It doesn't make any sense. Like rich and unhealthy makes no sense to me. So, right. Well, and I like what you said about um, we're working on our business, but until we change ourselves, who basically is our biggest problem. Um, I'm my biggest problem. I have to work on me first in order to get my business successful and get my team successful. If I don't change me and none of us are born perfect, um, you know, it's very important that that when we have a business coach, like you said, it's not just a business coach. Um, it's a coach that's helping you walk through things in your sometimes in your personal life, but also how you handle people at business. You want to say anything about that or? Yeah. You know, someone about 20 years ago gave me a phrase. I thought it was incredible. He said, you know, people are born perfectly fine. They then become unfine with the hopes to find a coach someday that can guide them back to becoming fine again. That's really good. And yeah, it really resonated with me a lot of my life. And even people today, you know, as someone said to me, I was just on a show and I don't do too many of these. I normally, for people like you, I come across real nice people. I do it, but this is not what I do all day long. And someone on the show said, well, what would you tell somebody that's suffering because your life is so amazing? I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I got kids. I got a 21 year old daughter. Anybody that's got a daughter from 13 to 20 something, we should have a moment of silence right now for everybody. Like, 
please. I just had chaos this morning. Your perception of where I'm at, I don't think anybody escapes the opportunity to grow through chaos. The only difference is I don't see it as a punishment. I see it as a gift to expand myself. And I think if anybody's listening to this, I, I do believe in this phrase, and some people might think it's harsh, but I do believe things don't happen to you. They happen for you. If you can see the upsides and downsides to it, you live in a, a in a beautiful state of going, okay. And when you own a company with 165 trucks, Greg, I mean, we crashed into the same bridge eight times, right? Like to the point I told my team, we have a choice. We either got to buy shorter trucks. I have to blow up the bridge. Right. And I might it might cost me less to blow up the bridge than what it's costing for these trucks. But in the end, you know, it's just it's another learning lesson to go. Wait a second. A process is or systems missing. Something's missing that's causing this. And until we solved our thinking, we couldn't solve the problem. It's the key to it's the key to most everything. And I talk, uh, I was, I was, uh, I have a son who is in the business who is 29 years old. And he informed me that when I say you're thinking wrong, you know what that means. I know what that means. Um, he knows what that means because he's been hearing it his entire life. But a lot of guys didn't grow up with that. No one's ever told them they're thinking wrong. They can't comprehend that. Um, they don't understand the concept of thinking or they're trying to go back and what did I say that I'm thinking wrong and thinking wrong is just, just having a bad attitude or, or thinking negatively or, you know, just not thinking right, correctly. Yeah. Um, and until we fix ourselves, that's part of the thinking process. So yeah. that's, that's very powerful. This is interesting. Uh, my wife and I talk about this, Greg, and and we say there's no there's no right or wrong. There's no good or bad. There's no positive or negative. There's only the definition you choose to give it. And um, look, I got a 24 year old son, so luckily we're on the other side. He's, he works in uh, our our company. He's actually coaching about 35 people. One of them that he coached. The, the guy just gave him credit for helping him become a decamillionaire, just keeping his mind in the game. And what I started to ask uh, my son and others is, hey, what you're thinking is not good or bad, but why don't you tell me how your thinking is serving you? Yeah. If it's serving you to what you need, well, then keep doing it. If, if, you, if it's serving you to keep getting punishments, keep doing it. If it's not serving you and you don't want to keep suffering in silence, then then we have to choose to take a new path. You know, Greg, people ask me, they think, like, I invest between my wife, myself, a partner, my son, some of my team, and we're a small team. We have about 17 team members. Like, we invest over $200,000 a year in individual personal de- development and skills coding. Matter of fact, I had my whole team on, I don't know if you know him at all, with Ari Mizell today, who's a optimization expert. This guy is just brilliant. And I had my whole team on with him today for an hour just to say, let me tell you what we do. Tell us what we can't see. And I think um, I just did a talk. uh, Well, I talked for a guy, Ben Glass, really smart guy. He coaches the attorneys. Uh, We were in Orlando and I shared with them 
uh, and I think this might be worth everybody. Like if you're a small company, small business, or just a human, you should be investing about either 10% of your revenue or 10% of your personal salary in some type of personal growth. That will get you living happier moving forward. If you want to expedite that, speed that up, expand that, spend about 20%. And if you want what I would call like superhuman results, spend 35%. That's the most I've ever spent. And that, you know, because I've spent now over probably $3.5 million in the last 18 months on my own development. Now, people would say, that's crazy. But I said, look, I sold two companies in the last five years for over 70 million. Is three and a half million a lot? And I'm only level 53. I don't know why, Craig, anybody says 53 years old. Like I'm level 53, like yourself, like I've, yeah. I'm smarter than I've ever been. I'm tougher than I've ever been. I have another, hopefully another hundred years to go. So that investment pays back over and over inside yourself. Very good. Well, I'm a level 60. So, uh, and, and I feel like a level 40 today. That's good. So, yeah. uh, so, you know, you've got the, um, you know, a lot of, and a lot of people would say that, I mean, Mike, you've made a lot of money. You've been very successful. Why are you investing 3,500, 35, I'm sorry, $3.5 million in personal training? Man, the day, uh, one of my favorite words that I learned through, through martial arts is mastery. And mastery is being better tomorrow than you are today intentionally. And I invest constantly in myself because one, I never live in the delusion that I feel like I've, I hit nirvana. I have evolved to the highest state. I can't possibly learn uh, anything else. So that's the one thing. Um, number two, I believe the more I learn and expand, the more I'm able to help people learn faster, right? And that's why, and and also it is, it is my top personal value is learning, um, especially today. Look, this, this world is evolving so fast that they used to say, you know, um, if you're not growing, you're dying. I believe if you're not personally growing, you're dead. You just haven't figured it out yet. And I believe people, uh, the more they can say, hey, you know what? Let me keep development. I mean, in a relationship, if you're going to go 38 years, like you guarantee you've you've went through a lot of transformation together. And the minute you think you're not going to go through more transformation, that relationship starts to just become stagnant and die. Exactly. And that doesn't mean it's 38 years of easiness either. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so, all growth. It's all that's growth. right. Uh, well, I often say, and you've heard this before, but the big used to eat the small, and now it's the fast eat the slow. So speed and the change of everything going on today is extremely fast. And if you're not fast in what you do, serving people, getting there quicker than anyone else, you know, serving them fast, all that, all those types of things, we're beyond a microwave society. And yeah. uh, and people are used to that and they like it. And if you're if you're doing things like we did back in the 90s, you're you're gonna get lost. Look how they taught kids. Um we we taught kids today 
the story of the tortoise in the in the hare. I got news for you. The turtle never won ever. When I my whole life, I could tell you without a doubt, I I saw a lot more run over turtles than I did rabbits. You know what that means? The rabbit wins the race because I don't see them crushed by cars. But we teach people, oh no, if you're slow and steady, slow and steady won no Olympic gold medal ever. Very we true. Give people these framings. It's just like um, uh, my latest book I wrote is called uh, Mind Power. I've written, I don't know, like 25 books now, but Mind Power, I talk in there. So many people talk about mindset. And, and I sat there one day saying, you know, I wonder if this is the problem with everybody. Because if you pour concrete in your mind, it sets, it can't move. Maybe mindset is a problem. What I think people really want listening to this is mind growth. This is what you want. You want mind growth. You want to hear something on this show and go, hang on, there it is. I'm going to have, I, I, I never want, Greg, motivation of people. Motivation, Monday, it's all gone. But transformation, permanent change, you'll go and have a different conversation with your team, with your wife, with your children. You think different, you will start to do different immediately. And that's a great topic because so many seminars today are, I say, all about the hype. It's all hype. It's all in this great resort in this huge hotel. And it's all about hype. But what happens two or three or four days after you get back home to the to the office, to the home, and everything else? So what can we what can someone do differently rather? Um, especially if you're if uh, reading and learning and business coaches are important to you, then I'm sure attending seminars is important and being part of industrial or uh, industry associations rather. Um, so what can we do to uh, avoid all that motivation and actually learn? Yeah, well, I, I believe really picking what you need, like everything is this this fit. Um, sometimes, uh, and I've been in organizations where everybody was like me and I didn't grow there because everybody was like me and everybody wanted to sing Kumbaya to me and that wasn't helping me. I needed tough love. I'm from, you know, old school Italian. Like you needed to tell me how it is. I don't need it to be sugarcoat. You don't have to kiss my cheek when you're done. Like I need you to tell it. So, um, that's the first thing interview the place you're going to go and make sure it's a fit and say, Hey, how am I like, what should I expect? But it's, it's always an interview both ways. You know, what I built at CEO warrior was pretty different. Um, like I tell everybody here, I don't own it no more. So I, I don't know if they still do it the same way or not, but like when you came to one of those events, like one of my first events, when I started it seven years ago, we had to modify it a little bit, Greg was like at two in the morning, we were in my backyard there's majority men and I put boxing gloves on them and headgear and told them you got a minute and that guy's jobs to kill you. Whoever's going to fight more for their family. Now, a couple guys left with broken ribs. We had to dial it back a little bit, not too much, but you know, the point wasn't for people to get hurt. The point was what does the person need to break past things? And we would do some really wild exercise. Nothing was ever forced. And a lot of things we're proud about. I mean, I'd have guys because in the blue collar space, which I even I can't even stand the term blue collar because 
the, the whole world puts up these flags for segregation and, and they fly these banners and stuff. And I'm like, you've been segregating white collar and blue collar since the beginning of time. How about humans that want to do better and grow, right? But we had a whole bunch of military people that were suffering with this PTSD and this stuff. And uh, literally after three days of one of our training, it wasn't built for that. They would go after 20 years in vet hospitals and all this, they were freed from pain and suffering inside their mind. So find find a person who will get really clear with you about what you want and what you're willing to get there. And I am a big believer, if they don't have a sense of mind thinking in there to help you think different, um, I learned this the hard way. I was in an organization, I, for privacy, I won't say who it was, but they were great, they helped me a lot. I had a sales guy come out because I'm a big believer in hiring sales pros. And it was 45,000 for three days in my company. And I'm thinking, man, our conversion's gonna go up. Our average could be amazing. Um, well, long story short, um, he was good, but my people were really good. Right. So it wasn't aligned well. So we got like a 1% little bump, which was not enough. And they level set back out when maybe another company might have got 50%. So um, I learned back then, I think the guy had good skills. He didn't have a good way to break through their thinking about what they're doing. If you can't reframe the thinking, you cannot add new stuff to that existing thinking. It just doesn't work. Well said. Well said. Uh, how about how about confidence? What uh how does uh how do you become more confident and how does confidence play a role in this whole success thing? Man, this is a great question. Um so certainty is part of an identity. And if you look at uh, someone told me this probably 25 years ago. They said, "Mike, you know what? Um you can't build a 5 million dollar business with like a $500,000 identity." Right? If you want to build a $5 million business, you better take on a $10 million identity. Now, I shorten the curve and, and maybe some people will be ready for this and maybe some people won't. You know, people go from this kind of worker to this operator to a business owner. And I, I shared with people, I figured out something. If you could move your identity to wealth investor, the faster you get, now people go, well, wait, my company, I own one truck, I'm broke, my wife hates me. I said, but that's okay, wait, are you investing in people? Do you have a friend you invest knowledge in? Do you have a children you, you invest wisdom or, or maybe to their school or something? You are an investor and it's how you define wealth. Now, wealth is defined as many things, health as well, money in your bank's well, wealth's a lot of things. I think if you define the identity you need and you know that this identity will get me there, imagine if everybody took on the identity of a wealth investor. How would you walk in your company tomorrow? You would be saying, um, you'd be looking at your people and instead of judging, you would say, hmm, I wonder what I could do different here. And you would look at the call board or software system. And so I'm such a believer that if people don't shift their identity, they're, they'll never get to the level they want. I, my dad, just so you know, um, my dad is still the same guy he's been for like, man, probably 50 years, still the same. 
you know, he's in his almost seven, late, uh, late seventies suffering with, we're going through that round, right? Yeah. Hospital there. six months, the whole game. That's tough. And, but my dad has always had this thing. I am who I am. And I said, dad, but that's okay. But you keep getting what you always got. Right. And you're not thrilled with that. So identity says I am what I am today, but I'm going to be that so I can get what I want tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it still comes back down to how we think. Hundred percent, and 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 Greg, we've been allowed um, to be given people identities, and I'm everybody listening. Please don't, if you don't like what I'm saying, I guess send me private message, middle fingers or something. I'm I'm just saying it because I love you, but we have created these excuses for people out there. Not that for everybody, but today you could go, oh, I can't do that because I have this. I have this. Uh, ADHD, which if anybody ever does studies on it, it was built to be a billion dollar industry. It wasn't built. They look at the, I used, I coached martial arts with a lot of kids when, um, because I wanted to teach kids when my kids were kids sure. and people would tell me to parents, oh, my kids got ADHD. I said, why? Well, he can't sit still in school. I said, let me ask you a question. How good did you sit still at a desk, you know, for three hours straight? They go, not good at all. I said, I guess I guess you have it too. I guess you gave it to your kids. I said, how about kids are just have a lot of energy and they got to like, maybe let them do what we used to do. Like, let them go outside your son and carve a spear for, for God's sakes and have a little, like guide him in how to use this energy. But instead we've given all these identities of why you can suffer and struggle versus the day you wake up and go, you know what? I'm an unstoppable human. Whatever people believe in, if you believe in God and Jesus or something, you got to know that you were given the ability to be so strong to get exactly what you want, but people get, get distracted because the world's framing their mind into something. And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll hand this back to you in a second. I want all of you listening to this. When you think of a thought, I want you to go a couple things. One, whose truth is that? Whose truth? Is that your mom's truth, your dad's truth, the friend's truth, the government? Whose truth is that? Number two, do you still want it to be true for you? If you don't want it to be true, make a new truth for yourself. Yeah, it's uh truth is uh truth is a powerful thing for sure. And uh actually that's the uh topic at my church, our pastors preaching on truth. Mm. Uh, because there's so many truths. Yeah. It's your truth may not be truth. My truth, you know, I mean, what is the truth? Um, so good stuff. And and knowing that is uh, important. But, um, you know, a lot of times um, we also, guys have challenges procrastinating. It sounds good. It sounds good to have a business coach. It sounds good to have a, uh, to attend a seminar. And maybe I'll do that next year. Yeah. So, When's the best time to jump in and and what's what's that investment worth? Because a lot of guys don't see the value. Uh, that's expensive. Yeah. Somebody, uh, I you probably know him in the industry or maybe you tripped across him before. A guy I worked with, man, it's got to be 25 years ago now. Uh, his name was Al Levy. Um, I did stuff with him a long time ago. Man, he was hardcore back then. 
I still think I'm scarred from what it what you know how he pushed on me, but he gave me great gifts. I, I said to him one day, what if I what if I train my people and they leave? He said, What if you never train them and they stay forever? And I was like, Oh man, that's 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 a tough one to hear. I think people procrastinate because they don't have leverage. Um, I've always had one leverage for me, and it changed over time. My first leverage was I really wanted to do what I could, like my dad did for my mom. My mom stayed home. She was an at-home mom, and she loved being an at-home mom. Not this new world, like you feel you're incompetent to be a mom. Like, right. And I wanted to do it. My, my wife wanted to be a, a mom, and I was so glad because guess what? If I was able to figure out a different way, I would have loved to have been an at-home dad too. I was really good at changing diapers. I'm a system guy, so I tried to put that cream on make it as efficient as possible, right? And But that was leverage for me. Yeah. I, I didn't want to let my wife down. Like I wanted to, I wanted to deliver the very best could, uh, best I could for my family. And I think people don't look in the future and say, hang on, if I keep going at it, like, like if I don't attend that thing, and most of the things today, like my events that I used to do, and I do different events today, I do, you know, the mind stuff events today. I don't do the uh, marketing sales and operations stuff today. But even my own experiences, I tell them day one, the end of the day, you don't like me, you don't like it, you don't like the people. I give you your money back. I used to even tell them I'll pay for your flight. I'll pay for any crappy food you ate in the airport. And I'll hug you because I'll be embarrassed that I let you down. So like, what is the real risk today for, for people? We know the most... We know the most brilliant people today that have, and, and throughout history, that have done the biggest things that created legacy and impact, we know that they attended and learned from people that I won't say are smarter, because the worst thing any of you can do that are listening is, please, don't put me on a pedestal, don't put Greg on a pedestal, don't put no one on a pedestal. I want to be right next to you. Everybody listening to this knows how to do something I don't know how to do. They figured out something I didn't, and I figured out some things. I don't want anybody above anybody. When you go to these experiences, you realize you have value to bring and value to gain. Absolutely. I just had Ken Goodrich on the show, and oh, uh, he, talked, guy. he talked about the same thing. He said, I have never been afraid to learn from anyone. Yeah. I don't yeah. care what position they're in. I learn from someone. It could be a guy thinking about starting a heating and air company. I'm going to talk to him and learn something from him. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how we have to think. It's not, you know, it's life's short. Everybody yeah. knows something that you don't. Um, nobody's he's, got it all together. Yeah. And he's a he's a smart one, man. Not only has he done it once big, he's done it twice. He's such a good advocate for the uh, the industry. And I used to tell people, I had a guy that used to clean my buildings, Greg. Um, his name was Herman. He'd come in, a uh, Jamaican guy. He'd be wiping the tables, singing. He's probably in his 60s when he was doing it. He was one of my greatest coaches. It was 7.30 at night. He'd say, Mike, what are you doing here? What are you still doing here? Your kids are growing up. Your wife's waiting for you. Yeah. And a lot of times by him saying that, it would make me go, you know what? Go home now. Go home. And I used to tell him, and then he'd say, do you just wait for me to talk to you? And sometimes I'd say, yeah. yeah. And um, he cleaned the building. Every now and then he'd bring me eggplant or 
these giant tomatoes he made. It was such a caring guy and and a guy just leading like every night he'd come clean and empty the garbage pals and then he'd look for me and smile and then he would give me his wisdom and i'm sitting here going okay so i got a 20 million dollar company so what so what am i as happy as herman who's bringing me a tomato to say he appreciates me because i give him this opportunity and i'm saying huh i wonder whose life is better and that made me course correct. It made me think about life different. And a lot of people, they miss they miss out on that stuff. They miss out on that everyone has a sense of a sense of value. I, I totally agree. Well, um, Mike, thanks for your time. Before we wrap up, um, is there any um, question that I should have asked today that you would like to uh, share with our viewers? Yeah. I think a question to ask today that's relevant for everybody is, you know, we're in we're in very interesting times. We're not in good times. We're not in bad times. We're in a, just different times. And I would tell everybody, challenge your just challenge your thinking. Um, we are entering the greatest time in history for people to uh, live a life. Um, people are going to live longer. They're solving things like uh, they never solved before. Um, the opportunity to grow companies is greater than ever. The opportunity to scale wealth, to, to, to gain and, and, and share um, with your family and to give wisdom in the future is greater than ever before. Don't let anybody, anything or any part of the world and universe steal your ability to think that life is anything less than incredible. Um, if you're listening to this right now, I promise whatever you think is tough is a gift. And if I would give everybody a challenge is every day, um, consider doing what I do. The minute my eyes open up, I smile real big and I go, man, this is one more day. I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to help. I'm going to serve. And I'm going to love every breath until it's time to move on to another place in, in the universe here. And I, I hope everybody can maybe consider that. Because if everybody feels and thinks this way, the world will change. The world will change. And if I could serve anybody, and please, um, I have this new book out. Uh, Tell us about you guys, your book. Yeah, I wrote this book, Mind Power, because after I wrote so many business books, Greg, I found out, I, I really clicked for me how much the mind um, played a part in not only success, life, and happiness, and it's been changing lives all over, but... Um, and anybody could go to Amazon, you could buy the book. But what I did want to offer people, if you if you know anybody that runs a battered shelter or maybe a place where vets or a place where any group of people are suffering at all, um, reach out to me. I will pay. I will send them the book. I'll do a free Zoom for them to help them. Um, I think there is people that may not be as fortunate as everybody listening to this. And if I could do my part and help them, and of course, I don't want this to be a drive-by. So anybody listening, yeah. hit me up, private message me on Facebook if you heard something. I'm responding. I don't have bots on my personal Facebook. And um, I'm rooting for everybody. I'm rooting for everybody. That's awesome. Well, Mike, thanks again. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. And Thank you. Uh, too. hope your company continues to prosper and your team continues to grow. So thanks for being Thank on the you. show. Boom. As we wrap up here, just want to say thanks for watching. 
And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll do my best to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Thanks for listening. God bless. And as always, carry on and have a great week.